Hey, Angela here. Before we begin this episode, I'd like to invite you to join our Substack community, where you'll get more founder profiles, exclusive behind-the-scenes content, first access to all my original work, and access to our community group chat. All you have to do is click the link in the description. I love and appreciate your support. It's awesome to see all your comments, email responses, and reactions. I'm happy to share this journey with you. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you guys so much for listening to Honey and Hustle. We are a visual podcast that features conversations with small business owners, creative entrepreneurs, and those in the nonprofit community. We're so glad that we started sharing our podcast here on Anchor FM. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, and it will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on all the major platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. If you're listening to this right now, download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Thank you to Blackology Coffee Company for sponsoring this video. Take 10% off your next order at Blackology Coffee Company by using the link at the description, www.blackologycoffeecompany.com backslash Angela. Hey guys, my name is Angela, and on this week's episode of Honey and Hustle, I'm joined by John Jufre of Logos Productions. He also has his own podcast called Make a Scene, and I'm so glad he's here with me today. Hey John, how's it going? Excellent. How are you, Angela? Doing good, doing good. So we're both creatives. We both work in media and video and just production. So how have you been staying busy during this quarantine? Oh, God. Well, uh, so the very first week of the quarantine, I had a bunch of deals that were supposed to go through and then everyone got panicked about the the economy tanking and everyone dying. So they were like, we're going to hold off for a bit and my only work computer at the time broke so i was like oh no <laughs> it was a uh, it was actually kind of uh, an interesting situation i was up in canada where i have a place with my girlfriend and i was traveling home just to see my family for a bit and then the lockdown happened so i was like out of my house my travel laptop broke and all my clients were like hey we're scared so the beginning of quarantine was spent basically rebuilding my business and getting a computer together. But uh, since then, I've uh, been just working with clients, starting up my own podcast, making a scene and just, you know, honey and hustling, right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's funny. Um, so with making a scene, like you said, that's something you started over quarantine. I started this podcast the week before quarantine happened. So here we are on Zoom as a result of that. But um, so how has that experience been for you just connecting one with people here and also trying to like build your business here? Oh man, well, I love podcasting. So this is the podcast I'm doing now, but I've done some some other runs of other podcasts in the past. And um, I think a previous guest of your show, Garrett Daly, I ran a, quite a few podcasts with him over the last few years. So it's not my first jump into podcasting but it is definitely the most rewarding because i'm essentially reaching out to people who i would be interested in in working with in any capacity not necessarily through uh through my business but what i like to do is um my show kind of follows a format so everyone who comes on i try to identify like 
their X factor, right? Like what was it that they were taught as kids or maybe it was just the way they were born or something they learned along the way that makes them stand out and, and really be unique in how they approach their craft. Then we talk about how they're bringing that to their craft. And then finally I ask him, well, what kind of a scene do you wanna make, right? Like everything was this way, then you showed up and then everything was that way. And so that's really just, it's fascinating because I kind of get everyone's life story and then their ambitions and and I get all that in the span of an hour, an hour and a half. So it's it's really uh, it's really rewarding to, to hear that from people. And in terms of business, well, it's, it's really great because I work in PR and marketing. So oftentimes I'll have someone on the show and immediately I can be like, you did a great job on that. Here are some clients who probably would want to interview you and or you can interview them or, or whatever. So it's really, really quite fun and, and, you know, it serves a lot of purposes. It's not killing two birds with one stone. It's like killing all the birds with half a pebble. It's kind of fun. <laughs> That's a good analogy. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned something really interesting, which is um, you, one, trying to identify a brand's X factor and how they use that in their business and also just in their industry to set themselves apart. And I feel like a lot of times um, when businesses first start or even just at some point in their business, they say, well, this is what the industry standard is. And they try to position themselves as, I do this, this, and this, but I do it better because it's me. But they never tell people what about me makes it better, makes it different. And so they have a hard time using their story to define themselves and define their unique value for people that want to work with them. Um, so what are some things that you've seen throughout like your career um, with talking with business owners, talking with brands, talking with companies who are trying to, they know they have something special, they have a client base, but they don't necessarily know how to use their story and use media to define that accurately for clients. So, so there are a few things. Like one is I'm a big fan of not I'm a big fan of not competing, as in, I'm not going to try to compete with what this other business is doing. I'm going to literally do my own thing. I will consider it separate from what they're doing. And so in that way, it's like, I, 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 don't, I don't think people always realize that just being a unique person is always enough. You have to be a unique person doing a unique thing. And so if you can approach something in your business in a way where it is possible that people can compete with you on price, well, you're going to lose because someone's always going to outprice you. So I try not to play that game and I try not to encourage clients to play that game. Um, I try to encourage them to instead find what's a unique combination of talents that no one else is bringing to the table or a unique, um, uh, a unique niche or a unique reason why they're doing it. Um, and so one of the things that kind of looks like, for example, is in the fitness industry, um, you see these kind of like sine waves. They go up and down based on what's, what's popular right now. So there's, okay, fat is terrible and you should never eat any fat. And then you have people who are becoming obese because they're only eating sugar and carbs. But then at the bottom swing of that, eventually people realize, hey, keto is kind of boring and also trans fats and and uh, omega-6 fats are terrible for you, so we should go the other way and back and forth, right? So you get keto, you get carb, keto, carb, whatever. Whereas I would encourage someone to be like, okay, you should probably figure out what the actual science is 
and be a straight line going through that sine wave. You should be signaling the noise and you should dig all the way down to the foundational principles and understand what's going on and then just keep saying that because on the way up, that sine wave is gonna cross through you and on the way down, it's gonna cross through you. So while everyone else is having their booms and their busts, you're gonna be relatively stable. So I don't know if that fully answered your question, but th those are a few of the mindset things that I try to tell people. Yeah, and I think Garrett somewhat touched on this, and I think you did as well in your own way, which is like having messaging that is evergreen and that is consistent with your brand and your business versus having stuff that's just top of mind, that's just gonna get people, like keep people's initial, initial interest, but not really give them results and give them value because like they heard this one thing and they're like, yes, I identify with that, but the actual practice isn't like getting me the results that I thought I was going to get through working with you. Um, and so I'm looking for something else. I'm looking for something that works. Um, so, yeah. So I think like that's a really interesting perspective in terms of like how we try to encourage stability, which is what everybody wants right now in a pandemic when they feel like things are uncertain and unstable <laughs> a little bit. Um, so um, in working with people and in, uh, I guess, like just being here in the States unexpectedly, you've kind of created your own community on Facebook, which is a Facebook group. Can you tell us a little bit more about your idea behind that and some of the conversations that you've been hoping to have with people through that Facebook group? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, first off, to be accountable to myself, I need to do a bit of a better job about actually adding people in and building that group up. But so it's kind of in like a beta phase right now, but it's called Artworks. And the whole idea is, I, I think, so I'm, I run an agency now, but I was a freelancer for quite a long time. And before that, I had worked on teams in, you know, small businesses, comedy club venues, things like that. So I've seen kind of all the different ways you can work in sort of the entertainment industry or media or event production or marketing. And what I loved most about freelancing was the freedom that you got with it to work with who you wanted, but oftentimes you're just as stressed out as if you're an entrepreneur and then you're missing the, you know, the friendships or the community or the collaboration you get on a team or in a company. So I'm like, okay, how can we transcend that? Because we're in a situation where it is kind of the gig economy right now. People are, are like, hey, you're gonna have to freelance and if you're not going to, we're gonna go on Fiverr and, and just find someone. So what I want to do is try to help transition into something like a more of a partnership economy rather than a gig economy, which is we want everyone to have the freedom to work with who they want to work with. But wouldn't it be great if as a community of freelancers, we weren't competing with each other? So the same thing I tell a client, I, I would want to tell people who could be my employees or freelancers who are working with me, which is like, don't compete with other video editors. Don't even don't even bother. They have their set of 10 ideal clients who would be perfect for them to do video editing for and then you have your people and I highly doubt that you need to compete over the same clients really if you know who you're looking for. So Artworks is, uh, which is the, the name of my group, is more about getting all these different freelancers, agency owners, possible clients uh, together, people who are touching the event, marketing or media space and really just being like how can we get better at our craft and then how can we help each other hone our careers and find our dream gigs but how can we do it in such a way that we're building community and partnership rather than just like 
this stupid Fiverr nonsense where it's like, I, I'm gonna go undersell myself to someone who doesn't care about my work. It's like, there's there's a balance. We wanna provide value at a good rate, but we also don't wanna undersell ourselves and, and compete, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so you touched on two really big terms, I think for creative entrepreneurs, or just not creative, but creatives, which is at one point you considered yourself a freelancer and now you consider yourself an entrepreneur who wants a creative agency. So can you talk about, I guess, the difference that you feel exists between an amateur and a professional? Oh man, well, I definitely think there can be professional freelancers. Like there are freelancers, I, I mean, honestly, I feel like I, I hire some of them at my agency. Like there are freelancers who are so good at what they do. I have video editors and photographers and a graphic designer and a writer, web developer, and they're all so amazing at what they do that they're much better at those things than I ever could have been as a freelancer. And I, I think the distinction is is also generalist versus specialist. So for me, I'm a generalist. Like I like getting, you know, B plus at a thousand different things. And I usually get, for me, the point is not to get to A plus in that skill. That's not actually what I'm after because I want to understand how do these 5,000 moving parts fit together in one system and how can I plan for that system and maneuver in it or help other people maneuver in it? So for me, I'm a generalist. So if I ever wanted to continue as a freelancer, uh, it wouldn't really work because I'd have like, I'd have a web development client over here and then over here I'd have copywriting and over here I'd have video editing. And if I ever wanted to do all of those skills at once for one person, I'd just, have a job, which is fine, but that's not what I wanted because I wanted to work with a lot of people. So I think it's, it's, you know, you can definitely freelance on the side as an amateur, but if you're like a top 1% champion, A plus person of what you do, then you should definitely freelance. And I have freelancers who work for my agency who are not full-time employees and they work with other agencies as well. So they're getting, you know, if, if they're seeking three to 4,000 a month income total, they're getting 1,500 of that from me, maybe 500 from a, a solo client and 1,000 from another agency or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, so ultimately, uh, I think it's about understanding what it is that you wanna do. And if you're a specialist, it might just be best to mine that specialty all the way to the gold versus if you're a generalist, you're already gonna learn a thousand different things. So you might as well learn the additional shit to be an entrepreneur and a manager and systems thinker and to manage all of that. And then let the specialists come in and make it beautiful and make it incredibly functional, right? Yeah, um, so that is a really good like way to look at it. And I guess I was talking more in terms of just like how your mind should have shifted from when you first was like, okay, I wanna make money doing this one thing or doing these three things versus now, like I want to, like you said, be a generalist, but who also understands at a very intimate level how all of these pieces fit together, right? So I guess like in your opinion, like how has your perception of like your skills and your crafts kind of like matured over time into now who you are now, which is a professional um, freelancer, professional entrepreneur? Well, honestly, I've had to learn to, the, the biggest skill I've had to learn now is communicating in, in a specific way. Because like I said, I, I now, the big skill that I feel like I have is sort of that executive producer role. That's what you kind of gain when you go to the agency owner phase is like, okay, 
I, I can see that with this client, we're gonna have like a one, two or three year timeline with all these moving parts. And theoretically, I could go in and do any of them. And sometimes I do go in and, and actually like lay the bricks and do some of the work. But it's more important to understand what goes into getting it done when you're at that level, that executive producer level. And so the mindset shift has been, hey, it's not about you doing the work. And so in, in a way I felt gaslit by myself because I was like, I spent years learning how to do all these things. And now it's actually inversely effective for me to try to do them. Every hour that I spend video editing is now counterproductive to the company. Cause I have a video editor who's like, why didn't I do that? And then I have people who are like, you could have closed the sale and made us all more money. <laughs> so it's, you know, and then I have a client who's like, that's great. You edited a video, but I needed to know what we're doing next. What's the strategy? What's the big creative thing? So the big mindset thing has been like taking the ability to be a generalist, which is being able to jump between all the different skills. That's what I was as a freelancer. And then moving over here, it's like, I had to learn systems thinking, principles thinking, and then honestly, a lot of communication, management, how to listen to what people on my team needed. Because that's the other thing, when you're a generalist and you're hopping through all the tasks, you can do them, but it's unconscious competence. When you actually want to externalize that and be, oh, I just punched my mic. When you want to externalize that and be like, okay, how do I manage five people doing all of this? Well, you have to be able to communicate to them and make sure they can communicate to each other. So you have to like write the book on how to do that in your team. So that's been the big mindset shift is learning how to lead through better communication and better systems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, I just started, I guess like more seriously my creative agency this year. So I have like one person out of me now. Um, would love to have two or three but you know we'll get there one day but yeah it is a lot of like okay how can I communicate with them um in the best way possible about like what I need from them right because like the better you communicate the better the product is going to be um so part of it is yes like getting people who know very specifically how to do things at a very high level but also getting how to get the best work out of them through communication right because like even the best person is going to give you a crap product if you can't tell them exactly what you need and you're just running in circles and so that's more frustrating than anything but well, that's one thing that i'm still trying to learn and get better at and hopefully i'll keep trying to get better at it my whole life but like honestly one of my strengths is there, there's um, small scale communication and big scale communication. And I'm good at both of those, but mid scale communication is what you need to be a good agency owner. And I'm trying to learn that because that's my weak point. And at, at the small level, like when I'm one-on-one -on -one with someone, I can make them laugh. I can teach them something. I can like mine to the core of what their identity is and figure out like, okay, what's the big creative thing you want to do? Why isn't it getting done? How can I inspire you? Like one-on-one, -on -one, I'm great. And then big groups, like I, I started off doing stand-up comedy when I was like 16. So I love performing, I love talking to big groups, but it's when you have like 12, five, seven people that everyone needs to know everything that's going on. It's like, okay, that's, that's an, a different level than the other two. So that's what I'm trying to cultivate right now. It's tough, but I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate you being vulnerable about like, what you're working on too as a business owner. I think sometimes like 
again, uh, we just love showing like the good things that are going on and not necessarily the things that, you know, are still in flux that are still being developed and our own skill set sometimes, so. Oh, I'm a hot mess. It's okay. We're all hot messes. <laughs> I'm wearing like a jacket and a short sleeve shirt and a beanie in like the middle of the day. So I can't talk right now. <laughs> I cannot talk. <laughs> oh man. Well, thank you so, so much for joining me on the show today. I appreciate you giving us and the people watching so many of your great insights into like what life has been like for you over the quarantine and just like what your career has been like as a creative entrepreneur. So. 100%. Thank you for having me on, Angela. I hope, I hope people enjoy it. Yes, thank you so much.